Topper's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com That's subliminalsf. .myshopify.com and experience Subliminal SF. When you hear the trippy music, you know what time it is. It's 2 o'clock here at Mutiny Radio and it's time for Some Call Me Tim. There it is. Sometimes I time it right, sometimes I time it wrong. Hey, today on Some Call Me Tim, we have some people here, so it's exciting. I have Chris Rocky in the house. We're going to talk to him. And we have Matthew Quirk still here. And I'm going to play the trippy music for a minute. And be right back with these guests. We're going to talk about God and stuff. Some call me too.
right, that's the trippy music. We're here on some call me Tim. Uh, I have Chris Rocky is an artist, man about town. He's gonna come in and talk for a little bit about what he believes in. We're gonna check that out. We also have the new coffee store here, the roastery and delicious coffee here on 21st Street. Our new next door neighbor, exciting stuff. Gonna get him to sign the petition for our limited performance license in San Francisco, saying that neighbors support us here at Mutiny Radio. You too can support us. Check out our GoFundMe right there on the front page of our website, mutinyradio.fm. Check that out. Click that button. Give us five bucks. Come on. Uh, We need new swing arms and toilet paper and paper towels. (laughs) So help us out with that, and that would be great. Also, come to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival March 1st through 7th here at Mutiny Radio. 75 comics coming from all over the United States for 66 shows in seven days. Live programming and live performances here at Mutiny Radio, Sunday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can listen to everything live on the website or our new app, Go get that. It is free at the App Store. Just look up Mutiny Radio. Download that. You can listen to us all the time on your iPhone or from our website on any Android or desktop. Yeah! Support Mutiny Radio. Listen to cool stuff. Like God Talk here on Some Call Me Tim. People ask, why is the show called Some Call Me Tim? Well, it's from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. The Sorcerer. There are some who call me Tim... I heard that that was actually supposed to be a big, long, ridiculous name, and he forgot the name, and he was ad-libbing and said, Tim, and then that stuck. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm definitely into the search for the Holy Grail. Why are we alive? What keeps us alive? Do we need religion? Do you believe in religion? A lot of people do. I've had some Christians on this show, and they almost make me believe again. It is impressive what is happening in the world of religion here yeah well here we are at mutiny radio like i said chris rocky's gonna come in we're gonna talk about god and stuff like jesus on the wall here i've been trying to come up with new god jokes and uh jesus material i have quite a bit of it my favorite one is my feminist joke Learned everything I know about feminism from reading the Bible. Reading the book of Esther taught me everything I need to know about being a woman. Saved the entire Jewish people. How'd she do that? Good at puzzles? Great orator? Clever? Yes? No? No! Had a hot rack and didn't look Jewy. That's why Esther saved the whole people. Her name was Hadassah. And her uncle Mordecai said, get rid of that Jewy name, change it to Esther. Be the queen. Cool stuff. Queen Vashti. It's actually a pretty fun story. Queen Vashti was kicked out of... Was it King Hammurabi? I don't remember the king's name. But I remember the queen. Her name was Vashti. And they were having this big, huge, awesome party. And it was like this seven, eight-day party. And all the men were partying in one room. And all the women with Queen Vashti were partying in another. And they were all there and everything. And the king said, Oh, you know, who's the hottest bitch around? My wife. Queen Vashti, oh man, if she could parade around naked, you'd see. 
And so he says, hey, Queen Vashti, leave your party. Come on over here. Parade around naked for all the boys. And all the girls at the party go, don't do it, Queen Vashti. Don't, don't let him do that to you. Don't do it. So she says, well, fuck your face, King. I'm not going to do that for you. And he says, well, for disobeying me, I could behead you. But you're so beautiful. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to excommunicate you from the whole city, town, place, whatever he was king of, country, whatever. So he exiles Queen Vashti. Lucky her, didn't kill her, right? But exiled, yikes. So he had a big opening for a wife. And he said, hey, pretty ladies, come on in. And Esther Hadassah, who changed her name to Esther, was so beautiful and so likable that all the other concubines like took care of her and loved her and gave her all of the nice special oils and bathed her and said, hey, go to the king. And, and then he said, whoa, yes, she is wicked super hot. And made her the queen. <laughs> and then other things happened with her uncle and things and the Jews and stuff. And then she had him not killed. And Okay. So go Esther. God stuff. Just uh, reading the Bible. Go home, read the Bible, finger my butthole, think about feminist jokes. <laughs> I used to say that in my act too. Come on in, Chris Rocky. Yeah, there he is. Hey, special guest today. Artist man about town, Chris Rocky. Hello. 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 Yeah. Hello, Welcome to Some Call Me Tim. Yeah, this is the show where we usually like talk about like religion and God and stuff or whatever or whatever you believe or don't believe in. It's fine. It's... I was just hearing about Esther and how it may be affecting Trump's uh, how he acts. And... The Bible, the book of Esther is affecting yeah. how Trump acts. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There you uh, go. There you uh, go. Uh, Palestine and, <gasps> and Israel and the Jews are supposed to take over. And then Jesus can come back and do his whole big thing. Right. The, um, it's the apocalypse and the, the Antichrist. And then Christ comes back. And there's supposed to be, well, there's supposed to be like chaos for a thousand years. So some people We're think setting that. Setting up for that. Maybe, well, some people think that maybe Jesus already did come and we murdered him as a witch or something. And that we're in the thousand years of uh, chaos. I think we got, we got one more year to fix it. To fix it, can what can it be fixed? Are you? What's your biggest? What's your biggest worry right now? Oh, I'm worried about the whole president thing. I'm worried about the fall, entire fall of democracy. I'm afraid he's if he gets reelected, that we'll never have a real election ever again. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I well, because then we just know it's all fake and mm -hmm. that we have no power over anything. W would you stay here, or are you thinking of? God, I have nowhere Leaving else. I, it sucks. I love California. It's yeah. the best place. And yeah. It sucks I was born here because I can't move here. <laughs> I wish I could. Yeah, I was born here too. I've never lived outside of California. But then even leaving, what good does it do? Because it's it's the whole world we're messing up here. Because we're supposed to stay and fight. But yeah. if we, how do we work in a broke system? Mm-hmm. It's it is it is it is very scary. And our votes don't count for a whole lot in California. No, our votes don't count at all. Because it's gonna be. We're going to vote for the Democrat. Right. I usually write in Ralph Nader, but... He's all right. Yeah. But he's not running anymore, so it doesn't yeah. make sense. Uh, but he, I, he, was my, he was my bro. I always wanted Nader to be in there years ago. Cool. He did the Green Party thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember him. Well, and he, he used to... In the 70s, he fought... Do you remember? He was on... 
1972 or 73, he was he guest hosted an episode of Saturday Night Live. Oh, really? In the, in the second season of Saturday Night Live, whatever year that was, Ralph Nader was a guest host, and it was amazing. And back right. in those days, it was when he was a consumer advocate, and he was all about... So, like, the, um, you know, the sketch, Chetty Chainsaw Bear. No, There's I don't a, know that it's, one. Uh, it's Dan Aykroyd, and he's like, what? With these, these toys, these aren't safe? This one is great for kids. It's called Bag of Glass. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, It's Bag of yeah. Glass. The kids, they get the Bag of Glass. They play with the glass. They love the glass. Look uh, at this one. This one is Teddy Chainsaw Bear. Look, it's got a chainsaw. And the, when you know, we say it's a sense of humor. Yeah, but uh, I believe that was the one on with... Uh, inspired by Ralph Nader because he was trying to keep 72. They just asked Bernie a, a 72 question. They're like, hey, in 1972, you said something about communism. Bernie's just like, what the hell, man? Yeah, like, dude, I, come on. It, that was 40 years ago. Right. Yeah. Which good and, for him. Yeah, stand up for, I just, I love that he just looks like he's late to every meeting. <laughs> like he constantly looks, he, he looks like he's got the, like different shoes on and like he just didn't have time. He was almost like he's got enough money to take a, to take a cab, but he's taking the bus just to be one of the people. Taking the bus. Taking the bus. Uh, ask I, you a favor. I believe in Bernie. Me too. I, I, I God, I, it like. 2016 crushed all my hope and belief in anything. Yeah. I really liked America, 4th of July. Woo, love that holiday. Mm. And this really showed us, oh, things aren't good. Things aren't good. Money's running everything. Well, uh, I, used to, I had a joke at 2016 when Trump was elected, and I said, you know what we learned from that election? Only some people hate black people, but everyone hates women. Gee, but yeah, now, yeah, but yeah. now I'm, but now I'm, but now I'm saying it differently. With, with uh, only some people hate Jews, but everyone hates women. So it's like, who's anyone gonna vote for? <laughs> I mean, come on. Why do people hate Jews? I don't know. Why do people hate black people? Why do he people hate women? Why do people hate? Like, I just learned that Roald Dahl, one of my favorite authors in yeah. the whole world, was like super racist against um, Indonesian people. People from like Odd. Southeast Asia. Weird choice. I I know, right? Huh. I, but I think that I don't, I don't know the Korean War, all the Southeast Asia turmoil, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't understand why anybody hates anybody. It makes no sense to me. The only people I think that if we want to hate people, I say hate the cops. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, but they're people Have too. Cap. So. I don't know how to fix Some it. Of, uh, Frank Zappa, he said, um, if you don't like the cops, the way to fix that is we all go become cops. Right? Okay, so there was, this is so funny. I'll bring it up just because he hates that I bring it up all the time. Uh, last year, it was last August, and I was in Greece. And nice. we got some, you know, at one point we got some Wi-Fi or whatever, and I was scrolling through Facebook just to post some pictures or something. And I saw that Brandon Stokes had said, that he just passed the physical to become a police officer. What? And I was like, it was so off that I believed it. Uh -huh. And so like I wrote a thing, I'm like, oh my God, this is so great because like you're the perfect person to be a cop because you totally understand like what people were going through. And it, it's like turning it around and like, and he he was so pissed. He's like, it was a joke, Pam. It was a joke. And so every time I'd see him for a while, I'd bring it up. And then finally, he's like, can you just not bring that up anymore? And I said, come on, man. It's so perfect, though. He's I, a really good listener, Brandon is. I really believed him that he could be a cop. <laughs> you could be a cop. I've 
Yeah, I do. You'd be the nicest. Cop. I would be the nicest cop. I would encourage people to do bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could see though if somebody was having, if like you encountered someone on the street who was having a rough time of it because they might be on a substance. I can see that instead of you arresting them or shaming them or holding them on the ground, you could talk to them, have some harm reduction hey, action. Yeah, and, what's up? You all right? You all right? How you Eat doing? Sandwich. Well, I don't, you know, I don't know what to do on the street. So I see people and I, I don't know if they're sleeping or if they're dead. Mm. And I don't know what my responsibility in that is. I just walk by because I don't know if I'm supposed to say, hey, are you okay? Or if that's bad. Or if I'm supposed to like kind of nudge them to see if they're alive. You don't know or, if you're causing, if you want to help them, you don't know if you're causing them more trouble than right? they want. Exactly. Well, and that's the other thing is when, you know, you see things that are a problem and you call the cops, like that's not, is that the best thing? Although... When I hit my face and I was bleeding everywhere and I was super drunk, somebody called the cops. That's I good. don't know who, but that was good because then the ambulance came and they took me to the hospital and stitched my face up. Yay! Yeah, bleeding and hurt, that's probably an okay time to call. Right. But I did But that's oh. the thing, I see people all the time on the street that are bleeding and hurt and then I'm like, "Ugh, do I call are they what's are they okay? Are they do I I mean, I live in the Tenderloin, so I was in the Tenderloin and fell down once. Some substances may have been involved. I may have kind of cracked my collarbone, Ooh. and but I was okay in, in the moment. And somebody called an ambulance, and now I have a $1,000 <gasps> ambulance fee. And oh. all I did was sit in the back for two seconds, and they took my blood pressure and said... You probably have a broken collarbone. Yeah, and they're like, hey, you should come with us. I'm like, no. <laughs> so sitting in there for a couple of minutes was $1,000. Yep. See, I'm very lucky because I'm on Medi-Cal, so, and I was lucid enough, even though I was super drunk, to say, like, my name is Pam Benjamin. This is my social security number. I have Medi-Cal. Because when they were putting me in, I was like, take me to general. They're like, well, this hospital's closer. And I said, I have Medi-Cal. Take me to general. They go, oh, sweet baby, you can go anywhere you want. Oh. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then when I was in the hospital, too, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. They're like, no, no, you're fine. I'm like, but this is Medi-Cal and whatever. They're like... No, that's good. You're really lucky. That's great. We can fix you up. We're going to get you a CT scan, make sure you're okay. We're going to stitch up your face. We're going to... Everything's fine. I was like, wow. Mine must have happened right before I got Medi-Cal, because I have Medi-Cal. Hey, information for the world. Did you know if you have Medi-Cal, you can get free Ubers to and from doctor's appointments? Wow. Yeah. The Life number... hack. Yeah, it's really good. Um, they, they'll come right to your house, <gasps> and you can give them the address for a doctor's office or a pharmacy. Oh, my gosh. And the number is 1-844-856-4389. And they... Once again, that number is? 1-844. 856-4389. Wow, get your free Uber if you are part of Medi-Cal. It's great. They um it's you have to call um Monday through Friday 8 till 5, but if you have an appointment outside of that, you can call ahead. Wow. And if so cool. It is cool and maybe I'm not always on my way to a doctor's appointment, but um after you can hang out and oh, they'll answer the phone until midnight also. So cool. yeah, so if you have an appointment, you go make it, then you hang out, come down to mutiny. Nice. That's actually exactly what I do. Yeah, well, and I I have I mean, I didn't I took my own stitches out. They wanted me to go in and see somebody, but I was like 
I'm fine. So I took him out myself. Hardcore. Yeah, whatever. It's not that and it, people are like, oh, you broke your nose. Are you okay? I'm like, this is the fifth time I've broken my nose. This ain't. <laughs> I <laughs> fall on my face. I used to skateboard, so I used to fall on my face all the time. There you go. So it's it was no big deal. I've never been a, a stumbly person. Oh, I'm so stumbly. That's why I can't. Um, I used to be a ballerina, but now like hmm. balance is difficult. I used to skateboard. Can't do that anymore. I mean, I fall on my face so much. I'm just really lucky that when I fell, I... I know what I remember what I fell I fell onto a brick planter so you can see the way oh, my scars are that it's yeah, in the yeah, shape it, of a brick yeah totally I'm lucky I didn't fall to lose my eye Ooh. I'm lucky I didn't fall and lose any teeth I could have really busted myself up I think that's our human reflexes like our body really avoids those eyeballs yeah and somehow I was Cause I've walked into plenty of trees and sticks and almost poked an eye out yeah scary stuff that's why i got my big goggles now they're for safety yeah for safety <laughs> safety first yeah i try not to move any faster than walking i won't even ride a bike anymore because that's too fast and i'm afraid of people opening car doors the thing that makes me crazy in this city is these stupid lift bikes that used to be ford bikes but now mm-hmm. they're lift bikes no helmets they don't provide you with a helmet they say you probably should use a helmet no one's wearing helmets everyone's just running around that's on these true. fucking half motorized and the scooters. Those yeah. stupid, stupid loop scooters or the lift scooters, whatever the fucking scooters think are. the motorized ones would have a law. Right. They're not wearing helmets. And they're just, and not that I have any love for tourists, but I don't want to see any tourists get their head cracked on the sidewalk yeah. because they don't have a helmet on. And they're just zipping around on these scooters. People are going on the sidewalks in and out. If you get hit by a scooter, you could get really hurt. But then the people on the scooter got no helmet. Chris on Myron, the he, does, he got hit. Yeah, he got hit by a lift scooter. Yeah. Or buy a loop, whatever the fuck they yeah, are. Yeah, some scooter. Some scooter. But it's awful. Like, I'm, I don't like all those. They do look like fun, though. I've never, I haven't ridden one yet. Well, I used to ride a little Razor scooter, and um, I still have it, and I could still ride it. But again, I just don't like going fast anymore. I'd rather walk. Even when I'm running, sometimes I feel like I could fall down. I avoid running whenever I can. <laughs> Only if I have to catch a bus. It's the only time I'll run. Yeah, I I ran five blocks once to catch the bus. I just chasing after the bus. Chasing after the twenty-seven. Yeah, I was like, and I finally got it, and I was like, I ran, I ran five blocks. Hey, not bad. I'm in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I'm in it exactly. Oh, I want to. Oh, I wish I could thwip. Oh, that would be whip or bamf. Either one. (laughs) I would. I wish I was. Sometimes I well, sometimes I pretend I'm a superhero, but I'm not. I yeah, just play yeah, it on yeah, TV. You have superpowers. Oh, thanks. Power of comedy. Power <laughs> of mutiny. People, people might... I don't know about the power of comedy anymore. <laughs> Although I haven't, I haven't been beat up in a while, so that'll work out. That it's, is always it's, good. It's a good way to diffuse. This is so funny. Since I've been sober, I've noticed like... Well, A, last weekend we had the full moon, but there have been a lot of bar fights. Like, I've witnessed... In the past, and I've been sober for the past 11 days, but in the past five days, I've witnessed six bar fights, like almost fights or fights that are trying to be fights, but then somebody muscles somebody outside Uh or whatever. And they're like, you can't be here anymore. But it's funny. None of them are in, none of them are in my home bar, Bender's, Bender's. Uh, 806 South NS, best bar in the world. Go there for counter offer. Both places are uh, sponsors of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, both vendors and counter offer. Thank you so much to them. Go to 806 South NS and Vendor's get a burger. Rocks. It totally rocks. And good art on the walls. Good art on the walls all the time. And they and everybody's cool there. Like mm-hmm. people don't so the bar I was at where things got really wonky. Ireland's 32 out on Geary. 
people get crazy out there. I don't know what's going on. It's a fun time. There's a late night open mic a couple nights a week, so I've been there really late. And so you start to notice, it's the same thing at Delirium. You notice after 10 o'clock at certain dive bars in San Francisco on Monday, Tuesday, on how about any night after 10 o'clock? And when it starts being 12 o'clock and there's comedians there who are like doing their thing, but there's all the bar regulars and they're like drunk. Yeah. Just looking to start something. Right? It's fun. And then when you've got comedians that are saying, you know, mm-hmm. terrible things, things or, they or they go with. So this was the bar fight I reckon uh, the other day. This is great. This guy stumbles out of the bathroom and he's like, looks at my friend and he goes, you need my tie. And he's like, okay. So the guy takes off his tie. My and, tie is trying to hurt me. Yeah. He <laughs> takes off his tie and it was pink and stripedy and he puts it around my buddy's neck and he's like, Okay. And then my buddy goes and sits down. And the guy comes up to him and he goes, all right, now give me your hat. And he goes, no, I like my hat. I didn't, this wasn't part of the yeah, deal. this was not a transaction. He's like, he's like, let me give you your tie back. He's like, I don't want the tie back. I want, want your hat. Give me your hat. <laughs> and he starts getting into his face. And it was like, it got really serious. Like, it got really scary. And then one of our other buddies, who's like really big and beefy, like got in there and he's like, later he goes, it was like holding back a Rottweiler. Like he was really tense. Like he really wanted to get, and I was like, what is this about? This is about a drunk guy doing a strange trade that he didn't like it was this guy was obviously what was the hat like yeah but it was just just a hat and and why do you want this kid's hat it's gonna smell all weird and be all like why do you want to wear someone else's hat it's kind (laughs) of gross bro i do kind of have a collection of hats i found on the street well i mean that's different than like i'm taking the hat off your head yeah yeah it's different i mean that's like why do you want it like my head sweat is right here and Mm -hmm. you want to get this on you right now yeah So it became like this. And then, so the one guy who, he like snuck out the guy who was being accosted. And the other guy was like, I'm going to go out there and get that fucking hat. He's like, no, no. The hell, man? It's a cap. So that was one of the, I was just sitting there, you know, in my sobriety. I was high, obviously. But in my non-drinking lens, I was like, is this what it's always like? Mm Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've seen that. Is this what it's always like? And I just haven't. Cause, because I'm always part of it, I never really see it or something. But I've also noticed, like, just drunk bitches, which I love. I love me a drunk bitch. I sure. love it when girls are drunk. I think they're so fun. And, like, they kept accidentally flashing nip. And, <laughs> like, because their shirts were too small for them. I don't know what was going on. But I was, like, watching them going, is that is that me sometimes? Could be. Could be. Could be. I don't know. This is I was walking down the street in Las Vegas one time because I lived there. And I was by the Hard Rock, and some some car drove by. And it was a dude and his pretty lady sitting in the seat, and he and I like was checking her out a little. He's like, "Hey, you like my girlfriend?" I was like, "Yes." He reached over, lifted up her shirt, and was like, "Woo!" Wow. Yeah, I was like, "All right." So <laughs> you got to see a non-consent based nipple. That's I think nice. it was. I think it she was, was okay. She with was okay it. with yeah. it. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, I mean, I would get it. Like if I, if I was a, um, a pretty lady and I was with a dude who maybe had purchased my boobs, he would probably have some ownership over those to show them whenever he wanted. Do you know what I mean? Like it could have been like a pre-consent thing. Like I paid for these boobs, therefore I can show them willy nilly. 
Let me see. How, I don't know. Maybe Were they, did have, they look as long natural? As you have an agreement. Um, yeah. Oh, right. So maybe he didn't pay for those boobs. Yeah, no, maybe no, they were nice, healthy boobs. Know. There you go. It's an African American couple. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it was very showing cool. off. Yeah, I was like, all right. I and say free the nipple. I I, I kept following him because uh, I was walking that way and they were driving that way and he was like, nope, that's all you get. I was uh, like, all right, all right, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Wasn't trying to see a boob today, but did. That same place, they have concerts in the the parking lot at the Hard Rock sometimes. Oh. Uh, um, I can't remember the band, but um, they had bleachers set up, and some. I was walking by, I was like, "Hey!" And someone just dropped me down a ticket. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I get to go see a band." It wasn't Power Man Five Thousand. It wasn't Offspring. It was one of those. Offspring. That's yeah, so funny. I always hated Godsmack. Godsmack. It was Godsmack. Godsmack. Wow. That's yeah. perfect for this show, Godsmack. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. yeah. God. <laughs> Were you raised to believe in God? Not so much. I I remember always asking my mom, like, because other people had religious claims. And I'm like, what are we? Mm. And she never really had an answer. She, uh, I think she I, she kind of grew up Catholic. She's an Italian, Italian family. Ah. Uh, and But yeah, she hated that, that the Catholicness. And I think she might have said, oh, you're Christian. And I was like, okay, what's that mean? Okay, just, yeah. just be nice to people. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you know, and that is sort of like, I mean, Jesus said what? Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And uh, God loves all. I used to go to camp. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, you, so you went to Christian camp? Uh, Methodist church camp. Sure, that's Christian camp. Yeah. So she sent you to Methodist church camp. Sleep away, sleep away, or yeah, day camp? Yeah, it was a whole, it was the best thing. I, I, it was when I was in high school, which I did not care for. Mm. And I feel like I'm reliving four years of hell right now with the president. But oh, right. Four years of high school. And I got to go, and the high school kids were the counselors, and we had littler kids. Oh. And... To this day, I still see some of them. Really? I was at a party one time. It was a Halloween party, and I had on like crow makeup, you know, white and black and stuff. Sure. And you couldn't see my face. And I'm talking to this girl, and at some point, she's like, "Is your name Chris?" <gasps> I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "You were my counselor." No way. Yeah, I could just recognize my voice. Not wow. Even... It was cool. So uh, when you're, I was a summer camp counselor as well. Did, did you guys use your real names? You did, obviously, because she mm-hmm. knew you were Chris. We had, uh, I was Donut Chris. We got donut to name Chris. the tables we sat at. Ah. We, were, we were Donut Donut, spelt two different ways. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so the summer camp I was a counselor at, we had to have fake names because you had to kind of distance yourself personally from the kids. That. Girl Scouts do that. So one year I was She-Ra. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, and the next year I was Elmo. All right. Yeah. I had a girlfriend that was Zim. Like Invader Zim. Sure. Yeah. Wow. I love. I also loved summer camp. I loved going, and I always went to Christian summer camp as well. It was great. It I wasn't too churchy. Oh, was ours more, was super churchy. Ours was more go hug a. Tr- we literally hugged trees. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's that's how you get closer to Jesus is by sitting on a stump and absolutely. praying at the. Yeah, I had a, I had a, I have a joke about that. I haven't run in a long time, so I'll do it. I used to do this thing at camp called Bible delving. Did you ever do Bible delving? Okay. Mm-hmm. So Bible delving. Is when you take your Bible and you close your eyes and you pray to God or Jesus or the Holy Ghost, that's a Trinity, whatever. Whichever and you say, one you, like. you say, God, you know, show me what you need me to know. Show me what you want me to see in your book and your, you know, in your text. And then you blindly open the book 
and then you scroll your finger down and you stop and you open your eyes uh, and mine were always about sodomy. <laughs> like I couldn't get out of, of I couldn't get out of Leviticus. You know, so like, do, you, do you read the whole like paragraph or just the single word? Just the just the the, the verse that the it would be. So on. yeah, my favorite Bible verse is Leviticus twenty twenty two, which is uh, if you speak or if you sleep with your father in law, you should both be stoned. <laughs> I, lo- I love to be stoned. I love it. I've got a crazy Nazi neighbor that was talking about. He he was in. Uh, is he a real Iraq. Nazi? He white. Yeah. Supremacist at the very least. Okay, all right. It, I just found out it was horrible. He's telling me how white people are better, and oh. I'm just like, get me. He, he asked me. He's you your wanna, neighbor? Yeah. Ooh. In Half Moon Bay, and he's Ooh. like, hey, you want to come smoke a bowl? Of course I yes, do. Yes, of course. And then hey, he you want to see my Confederate flag and my Nazi memorabilia? He did whip out a shotgun. Oh shit. Uh huh. So yeah, that's a nonplus. Wow. This is what I kill the brown people with. Because yeah. it's Half Moon Bay, baby. Dude. So I, I argue with it. Well, actually, I try not to talk to him because... Well, you, can, you don't want to argue with someone with a shotgun. This is true. Yeah. Not going to... Oof. First, Second Amendment. Woo! But I was rubbing Bernie in his face. I was like, hey, Bernie won. Yay. Yay. Oh, yeah. my gosh. We have our Bernie sign up. I know. I, I love that it. it's I rainbow. Happy. I picked it out special. Yeah, it's... um. I'm excited about the, it, the, our lives actually could change. The, there is a palpable fear and there is in, in San mm-hmm. Francisco has changed since January noticeably in that. I mean, I've lived in the same apartment for since 2008, 12 years. Nice. And so, and it's, I've walked, I walk up and down Leavenworth and Jones often mm-hmm. and I switch streets and it is desperate. Mm-hmm. Things are more desperate than they've ever been here in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I've been and I've been coming into this and even even when I lived in Danville when I was a kid and I used to take that bar in for Walnut <laughs> Creek. And I'd come down to Fifth Street because my dad worked at the Chronicle Examiner and I'd like hang out and whatever. Okay. I've walked around in there. They don't stop you. No, you can <laughs> you can walk into so many buildings. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, he used to work there, he used to and he would say we'd go in and visit him even as a child and, and I there'd be people that were sitting on the street and panhandling and he'd be mm-hmm. like, These guys have been here for twenty years mm-hmm. and I'd be like, Oh, well, shouldn't we help them? And but I remember thinking at the time when I was young, well, there's a lot of them. And there weren't. This is like exponential tent city. People are literally living on the street like it's an apartment. Mm-hmm. And they're, even their real estate for their, you know, for their for tents they have and their who's, tents, right. Yeah. It's crazy. It's little. There are all these little communities that are just springing up in different parts of San Francisco. And we're not really recognizing it at all yeah it's just keep yeah just keep on walking don't just, get involved i the the, the only, i mean i'm such a jerk i wish i could do more but there i give people shorts of, on my cigarettes yeah I there do was that. there was a lady the sad the most sad lady i've seen recently i mean she was an asian woman so she's not supposed to look that old yeah but she looked like maybe 65 which uh-huh. meant she could be older she could be younger i don't know yeah but she had she was really, really dirty, and she was really, really disheveled, and she had her stuff around her, and she had her flip-flops on, which was weird, and her toes did not look good, and mm, she had an empty worst. pack of cigarettes in front of her, and she was just sort of, like, shaking it and looking really strangely into the distance, and I, like, gave her half, I was like, w- would you like shorts? Uh-huh. And which, as she was grabbing it from my hand, she was like, I'm sorry, I'm so dirty, and I was like, it's okay, honey, and I gave her the cigarette. Nice she was aware. And, but I... She was like apologizing to me 
And I was thinking we should be apologizing to her. She's an old woman. Yeah. There's an old woman. Where is this woman's family? There are houses with no people in them. Yeah. Yeah. How hard would it be to just build some little one-room little shack that has electricity and a toilet? Yeah. Maybe a shower. We don't even have to build anything. Half of the... um, buildings in the financial district are not filled yeah so there are completely my one of my bike messenger buddies is telling me he's like yeah i went to this one building and it's crazy because there's floors that are just completely empty and i was like let's have a party oh yeah oh i love i was that. like i was like let's fucking have a comedy let's have like a secret dangerous because we've got like we've got portable pas yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's easy he's like the whole floor is empty Multiple floors and some comedy, like something, but that everything's empty. And what are we doing? We've got people, we've got old women on the street, like begging for half of a cigarette, and we have empty buildings with bathrooms. Mm -hmm. And how difficult would it be to turn to put some showers in some of those bathrooms? And everyone complains about all the poop in the streets. It's like they won't let us use the bathroom. Right. It's it just seems so heartless mm-hmm. <laughs> that we have so much and that so many buildings are completely empty because they're being bought and sold by people from China or other countries that mm-hmm. are looking because our because our market is so ripe and so amazing that you can buy a million dollar building and in a year it's worth a million five for now and you just but you just leave it empty and that's insane to me mm-hmm. that people are making money off of even walk down you walk around the city all the time walk down castro street Mm -hmm. like every other building is empty there used to be like a cookie store and even Uh church street there used to be a bakery and a coffee shop and who can afford you can't sell coffee if your rent is eight thousand dollars a month Mm -hmm. how much coffee do you have to sell lucky they do a pop-up and you know an artist or someone will get to take over for a day right even that's like a thousand dollars sure it's crazy so i don't know what we're doing exists that, yeah, exactly. Beauty exists. Come it here, does, show right? your art. I get to show art. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm gonna. I want Ant to do another show here. He has a bunch of. He's very cool good stuff. Yeah, I'm. He's on. He's on Facebook now. He has a real name. Do you know what his real name is? I do not. It's he's a, he's a Richard. Can you uh, believe he's? I, I mean, he's a dick. I always <laughs> knew he was a dick. Absolutely. You know what? I think I mix my ants up. I think I know another ant. Ant, the one who has the. With the antennas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and does music stuff. I guess he does music stuff. I just always see him with his weird peanuts. The he does the he does art with like um, peanuts characters and oh, stuff like that. And I just I painted a Woodstock the other day. Ah, but he makes them like one of them is uh, peppermint patty and the other one, and they're like riding a penis floaty thing in the ocean okay like because he has one of them where he says it says happiness is being on the same cycle and it's peppermint patty and the other one and they're swinging a tampon marcy. around marcy they're so. swinging a tampon around in the air and they're, they're the best they're my favorites yeah I was, I they're progressive penis. stuff yeah they, they were super good and linus i always liked linus yeah i did, were you ever in your good man charlie brown the musical no it's a good musical all right yeah it's a fun one i like the great pumpkin the, oh, the, that's the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, of course, it's Linus. Yeah. 
I know them. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm a big Peanuts fan. Well, not big. I like Calvin and Hobbes better. Well, yeah. yeah. That dude is still alive. Why did he stop? No one stops doing comic he strips. He shouldn't have stopped. Well, the other person, I love Gary Larson too. The Far yeah. Side is hilarious. He's still rocking, right? He's still, I think. Probably. Yeah. But but why did Bill, Bill Watterson? Yeah. Watterson? Watterson? Water, Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Calvin and Hobbes. Why? Why'd you quit? I don't know. We all had all the books growing up. That's true. Uh, you know, the other one I like now is um, that weird cat named Satchel. Yeah. There's uh, oh, I don't remember. Scott. I have one of their books. Kind of looks like uh, Doonesbury, but it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Cartoons are good. You uh, you ever think of doing a comic book or doing any cart? I mean, because you, your your work is a little cartoony. It is very cartoony. I um I have a nephew who is twenty now, <laughs> and uh, he's got himself a little girlfriend, Ooh. and he wants to make a comic book with her. Oh, which I'm like, this is not a great idea, but I'll help you anyway. There you go. It's like, dude, it's your first girlfriend. Don't get this attached. Oh well, she, she's that, really nice though. That's true too. Like um, my first boyfriend was the guy I got married to, and that was. Not necessarily the best choice, but you know, sometimes you think like, "This is it. I found it. Uh-huh. It's gonna be forever." Because you're, you're a never kid. Never gonna find anyone ever again. No, yeah. And then, don't ever get married. Yeah, Have you I, ever been married? Uh, my first girlfriend I was with for eleven years. But we, you weren't married. We did not get married. Good for you. But might as well have been. But, but yeah. no, it's good that you didn't because it's just a contract. And then get once you get married and then you get a joint bank account, it is so hard to disassociate your money from that person it is so ridiculous it is all just a corporate scheme her name was margaret moon and i'm chris rocky if we got married we would have changed our name to moon rock oh and then if we had a baby it was going to be named astro so we have astro Astro moon Moon rock Rock. oh my god that's the cute (laughs) that's the best actually that would be a great name for a comic that'd be a comic book character astro moon rock oh that's a yay maybe astro will live astro moon rock that's great I do like space. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. Astro Moonrock. That's great. That's hilarious. I'm into it. I hadn't thought of that. I was always like, oh, Astro doesn't get... And it's tough. If you have a little kid with ass in their name, that right. might be a problem. But a comic book but, character. But a comic book character, no problem. Can't do it. Can't and and you could even put that in there because maybe Astro Moonrock is like a superhero in some way, but in other, but just in regular kindergarten class, he's like... Oh, absolutely. Everyone calls him like... Asperger's or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 I'm a cook. I know how to make Asperger's. <laughs> yeah, that's a new thing. My mom thinks I have Asperger's. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, it just she brought that out of the you blue. You clearly don't like, have ADHD because you're able to concentrate on paintings for long for periods of hours times. and hours. So you clearly don't have ADHD. Um, Painted for 23 hours straight one time. But that, but that's not. You're very personable. People that are on the spectrum usually have social issues. I think it's because she bugs me and I shut down around her. Oh. I don't want to have a fight, so I just like don't talk and I can't make eye contact because I'm like, this is gonna start a fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's situational just to her. Yeah. That's so funny. It's like no. Because you clearly don't have. You're not on the spectrum. (laughs) Thank you. I, I mean, I, I can tell when people are on. I used to teach kids on the spectrum seen so trump's kid easy. seen little baron well here's the thing i think that he might be america's next top school shooter <laughs> yeah, okay no he's uh he is a manipulative little buddy he never smiles it's so funny Mm-mm. because um melania 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 yeah, melania. melania she looks so pretty even when she frowns mm-hmm, but she, she will is. she will put the face on for the cameras 
Baron will not do it. He categorically says, fuck your face. I'm not smiling in public. Every picture I've seen of him, mm-hmm. every picture. I've, go, I've done it. I've gone and looked through them. For a while, there were news stories about it. He about purposely he might... frowns. Mm-hmm. Because he's an unhappy buddy. And I'm sure that there's like a, he's signed a DNR. He's not allowed to speak. Because the wife, because Melania doesn't talk either. Like she could talk Never. about climate change. She could uh-huh. talk about bullying. She could talk about anorexia. She could talk about. And bullying is supposed to be her thing. She could talk. Right. I know. Show us on the doll where she, he touched you, Melania. Are you uh-huh. blink twice if you're okay. But she's, the thing is she has a voice. Not only because she's the first lady. She's actually the first first lady ever. I think who has no voice, who is not At putting all. herself out there. Mm-mm. She's not an Eleanor Roosevelt. She's not a Hillary Clinton. She's not a Michelle Obama. She's not even a fucking Betty Ford. Like motherfucking Betty Ford. She she used her voice after to say, hey, alcoholism is scary. I'm going to start a center. She was the president's wife, and she tried to take stigma out of the disease of alcoholism. High five, Betty she was Ford. Part, I was just watching a thing on YouTube about her. She was a cool lady. She was a fucking cool lady. She liked to party. All the, Yeah, she liked to party. There's all kinds of first ladies, and they've all left a mark. I actually have a book. Melania isn't in it. It ends with Michelle Obama, and it's all it's like called Secret Lives of the First Ladies. And it's all about weird things and what their, fam- their sign is and where their family came from and weird things they did and all of that. And all of them have, even back to Martha Washington, they all have unique stories of how they changed and modified and did something with their voice in America. I wonder that being a thing. I wonder if there's a first lady that they, they pin that on that say this was the first lady that set this mold for the first ladies to have a, a project well it, it's been going on forever mm-hmm. like um in, in the book even back in like the 1849 and all that stuff mm-hmm. they, were, they were for women's suffrage and talking about the vote and do you know a woman ran for president in like 1870 something and you know who her running mate was douglas the black guy frederick douglas? frederick douglas was her running mate interesting yeah she was for free love and all this kind of stuff. Anyways, so she wasn't the first woman to run. Or we've had women run for president in the past. They just weren't taken seriously. And having a black running mate in the 1870s is pretty progressive. I'd like Bernie to pick Warren for a vice president. That would be amazing. Wouldn't it be great? That'd be so great. That Can't would be the two smartest she's people. Too young, but yeah. Well, she's but it, you know she has fire someday. Uh-huh. Someday. I like Warren, though. She's all right. I like Warren, too. She looks like she always is just coming from yoga class. She looks like she just stepped out of a yoga studio. I felt like America could use a, a, a strong mom after Absolutely. all this to be like, no, you're all grounded, and here's what we're doing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And healthy snacks for the kids again. Yeah. None of this McDonald's bullshit. Like, oh, I mean, God. that went, he, like, he champions everything corporate, and it's disgusting. But that's the thing about the wife. When you're the first lady, and when you're skinny and pretty, people will listen to you. And that she's not saying anything. It's like, I wonder if if Barron is like looking at Greta Thornburg and being like, oh. I could do something like that. I could talk about climate change. Oh, yeah. I could be important. And he's just so, and the but only thing he can do, dad. Well, the only thing he can do is frown. I think the only avenue he has, because I don't think he's going to be allowed to speak in any meaningful fashion, yeah. uh, but the Obama kids got to, you know, they were out and, and Hillary's and Chelsea, all, the, I mean, but he's like silenced, and so he's frowning all the time, and that's his political statement. It's probably yeah. Just it, I'm sure he's never allowed to speak in the house either. Maybe just narcissistic parents. They they um 
they have to be the center of everything always yeah always always i wish that if melania could divorce him and then God, be a real be feminist amazing. if she stood up and said hey all this time i've been in with her i can't even do her accent because i don't know what she sounds like because she never either. speaks but if she could stand up and say he has been silencing me this is a problem I've been treated like a trophy wife. I truly am a feminist. It isn't just about my body. Uh, God, but he he no he might put a hit out on her. Maybe dude is dangerous. Sure, sure. sure. And it's like God, I would love that though. She's waiting to, for the him to get out so she can divorce him. I'm almost positive. I'm, absolutely, and so she can have a ghost. Hey, Melania, I know you don't listen to Mutiny Radio, but if you do, <laughs> I will totally be your ghostwriter. I will totally help you sound not like you're from another country and and I can help your grammar and we can work together and write a book about what a shitbag your husband is and why why you made those choices that you did to get involved in that relationship and how that happened and how you sort of sold yourself out for money how but, can I learn yeah <laughs> I, I mean come on somebody right yeah oh my gosh well, well you had a rich somebody well, yeah, I did, yeah. I, but I gave it all up because it wasn't worth it. Because, yeah, well, yeah, joy and happiness is probably a little more important. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He didn't even like me singing karaoke. I'm sure that he would not enjoy the comedy. God. I'm sure he would hate my my joke about him. Ha ha ha. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Jonathan's real good about it, though. Jonathan's fine with the jokes. Oh, I mean, because yeah. I'm not disparaging in jokes but with him. I'm, oh, he's a great uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a great dude. I'm more disparaging about myself than I am about him. Well, Why did you never start comedy? I, you know, it's funny. I never, I didn't start doing art until I was 30. Um. I had a lot of art friends and I always kind of felt like it was their thing huh. and I didn't want to step on, on their thing. And now I kind of have a lot of comedian friends. Yeah. And see, one time I was at the milk bar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know who did it, but they were doing a, a draw the name out of the hat order for um, that night. And the first person they drew out of the hat was Chris Rocky. Wow, somebody somebody spiked it. Somebody Someone put spiked my the name pot in with there. your name. Uh-huh. And I I free I was like, "Huh? What? No, I can't. Nah." And um but then I thought about it for like 5 minutes. I was like, "I could I could do this." And I was like, "Okay." And uh I told Andrew, I was like, "You know what? I'll if you have a minute for me, I'll I'll do it." But then they never found a minute for me. Oh. I know I was sad, but I still don't know who did it. I don't know who put my name yeah. in. It had to be Andrew or um, Spencer, or maybe Zach did it. Yeah, but hey, Zach, I me. saw Zach the other night. <sighs> he mm-hmm. was, yeah, sleeping outside of Ireland's 32. Because he was trying to get a house the last time I saw him. Yeah, well. And I, I actually, I live in Half Moon Bay, and there is an empty house right next to my house that I've been meaning to tell him about. How do you get up here from Half Moon Bay? Uh, do the Uber thing you for uh, with Medi-Cal. Nice. But I, or I do take the bus sometimes, but it, it literally takes two hours to of get Of course here. it does. Yeah. yeah. From Half Moon Bay. I have Bay. to take a bus from Half Moon Bay to Pacifica, Pacifica to the BART, BART to here. Gotcha. The only time I've ever gone to Half Moon Bay is when um, my, my dermatologist buddy has had um, meetings at the Ritz. They have like a weekend retreat. And so she takes me as her plus one. And uh, there's got, a little and, comedy out there. There's there, comedy out in Half Moon Bay. Yeah, there's oh. um there's a couple breweries and they huh. do do stuff. I saw um uh oh Mr. Used to rub run the sports basement. Oh, Anthony Medina. Yeah, I saw him and I just happened to stop in one night at this bar and like all the guys were there. I was like, hey, what's wow. up? You're in my town. Yeah. 
Yeah, I need to figure out a way to, to get down there. To Greg some Proops shows. used to come out there. And oh, there I a, love Greg Proops. I think he might have been the first comic I ever saw. Oh, uh, I've always loved. Um, so the other day, Jonathan made me watch um, for nostalgia. Um, the worst, the worst movie. Uh, well, Kevin Costner's worst movie. Uh, Robin Hood. So we were oh, watching okay. Robin I was like, Hood. Don't say Waterworld. I like Waterworld. Well, Waterworld. Yeah, I love the gills and that they keep drinking their own pee and, and that weird little, little girl kid. in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do. I do enjoy Waterworld quite a bit, but uh, Robin Hood. Robin Hood was terrible. But the one good thing about it is that Friar Tuck is played by. And when I was watching it, I'm like, Jonathan, Jonathan, he's from Who's, Who's Line Is It Anyway? And he's like, No, he's not. And I'm like, No, the original British version. He's the big fat guy who was in the original British version uh, with Greg shoot, Proops and Ryan Styles. Uh-huh. And it was this and big Bader. and this or big fat guy. And I was like, look at that. And so he looked up. He's like, you're right. He was on Whose Line Is It Anyway? I'll have to Google that. Yeah, but he was a bit. And I, it was, I used to love Whose Line Is It Anyway? I used to, and I, always, I had the biggest crush on Greg Proops. Oh, and his silly glasses. And he looked like Elvis Costello. Uh-huh. He, he looks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's a lot like Elvis Costello. Oh, yeah. I and Ryan Styles. I had a huge yeah, crush like on Ryan, Ryan Styles. And then he was on that ass. stupid Drew Carey show. You didn't like it? Well, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really like it when Drew Carey took over. Who's line is, I mean, it's fine and everything, but yeah. but I, but the Drew Carey show I was into. I, the I never girl got was, into was it. Cute and Diedrich Bader, he was in Napoleon Dynamite. And I like that. What, I was just watching something with his voice in it. Oh, it was uh, BoJack Horseman. I haven't. Tell me what you think about that. I haven't watched that one yet at it, all. It takes a minute to get into. It's very serious and philosophical. Really? A, yeah, it's all about. It's it's a nihilist. Compare show. it to Rick and Morty. Um, That's nihilistic. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, yeah, it's um, more based in reality. It's mm. more, it's, the horse is an actor. He had, he was basically on Full House. Oh. And now he's older and doesn't act and he's got drug and alcohol problems. Oh, fun. And, you know, can't connect with anyone because he's an actor in Hollywood. And, Maybe I'll uh, watch this. See, I'm addicted to Rick and up. Morty. I can watch it over and over. I can watch them a billion times. And I love that... They get serious. Like sometimes Rick's just super drunk, and th- like the one where at the one the the finale where he's trying to kill himself and he didn't. And I was like, "Damn, they're getting serious." Like, but it's. Yep. I haven't seen the new season yet. I need <gasps> to check that out. It's so good. Uh, even you Show's know what the, great. the fans aren't always. Oh god. Well, so the first five episodes were great, and then the sixth episode was I'm going to say the Pringles commercial that they showed oh, on okay. the Super Bowl. Uh huh. The best commercial of the Super Bowl, clearly. Rick and Their Morty. Their voices sounded Pringles. weird. Their voices didn't um, sound right to me. Uh, it almost been them. Anyways, I was proud of them for doing that. I was like, this is great. And I want to try, there's a new flavor of Pringles, not to be a corporateer, but <laughs> Pickle Rick. It's yeah, the, the pick flavor. <laughs> Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. I'd like to have a can. Just to just have Pickle Rick. No, because yeah. I love, Pickle Rick is one of my favorite. My favorite episodes are probably anything with me seeks in it. Yeah. And um, Pickle Rick. The animation so in the Pickle Rick episodes. Amazing. Oh my God, with the, the rats and the, the thing. Rats. Oh yeah. Jesus, it's great. Yeah, it's so good. He's like, he's like, ah, tongue in the thing to get it to work. I mean, it's, it's like, how's he gonna get out of this one? Yeah, it's I love, I love that show because it's silly so... idea too. They must, someone probably just said Pickle Rick, and they're like, okay, we're doing Pickle this. Rick. Uh-huh. I have seen, I've seen people with Pickle Rick tattoos. I'm All like, right. that's taking it farther than yeah, we need to yeah. take it. I think. I, don't I know. think Morty's gonna get some some stuff going on because I got the whole robot twin evil Morty. Right. Well, he's Morty um, one thirty seven. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, that's the other, I love, that's my other episode. I love so much when they're all in the school and it's all the other Mortys mm -hmm. and there's a lizard Morty and there's a fat Morty uh -huh. and he's like, I'm just always, I'm just always bummed out you guys like Morty or whatever. I was like, this is so great. It is good. I like watching videos about it when people delve deep into like, what are they really saying? What is this about capitalism or whatever? Oh, wow. And, and they get super deep on it that maybe wasn't intended meaning, but you can read it into it. Yeah, it's just like poetry. It's mm -hmm. like, Rick and Morty has poetry. What is he really, what are they really saying about the, about the context of our society? About the gestalt that we're dealing in right now? And it's funny because the dude who created it doesn't seem that smart. <laughs> He's very funny, and I, I like all his shows. Community was great. Well, they can read. You can read something into anything, you know. Yeah. So that's. Uh, Mary Poppins. I like viewing her as a tool of the devil. <laughs> sure. Worship <gasps> Satan. Absolutely, she's a witch. Uh huh. She comes flying in, not mm -hmm. on a broomstick, not yeah. to scare everybody, but on another strange implement, an yeah, umbrella. Her. It's not raining. She comes in. Uh huh. She uses sugar. Slides to, up the banister. Yeah, but she, yeah, so things are going backwards. And those children funky. just look evil. And I love Mary Poppins. But a love, spoonful love, love. of sugar makes the medicine go down? You're mm -hmm. giving them you're giving them opiates and sugar together? What <laughs> oh are God, you doing, Mary Poppins? <laughs> oh, my God. You're, you're, they're, it's hooliganism. You're telling them to go do be with chimney sweeps, the dirty people. I mean, it is. she is super sat sat satanic. And those kids, man, they're evil. There's a yeah. fun, uh, someone that edited a, a fun uh, trailer for The Exorcist basically mixed with Mary Poppins and they make it look like she's all evil and stuff and I'm like yeah hell yeah she's talking to the kids eyes glow talking to birds yeah mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's no good oh that Tuppence a bag song though I have to skip Tuppence a bag and then cheer up Charlie and uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory love oh, those yeah. movies but those two songs ugh, fast yeah. forward so yeah absolutely on your VCR Charlie where's your dad so how did you get your place in Half Moon Bay my folks live there. Oh, cool. Yeah, real cool. <laughs> no, no. I mean, hey, some people live with their folks in San Mateo. I'm and they lucky come up I have a city. place to live. Yeah, absolutely. Haven't been able to hold down a job lately. I complain too much about stupid Trump and, uh, and what at work. For it. Yeah. Well, what would you what would you want to, if you could have your ideal job? What would it be? Uh, an ideal job would be one that I didn't have to show up at a specific time every day. That sure. like, hey, if I show up half an hour early or late, it's fine. You, you know just... what might be a good thing for you? Hmm. Do you know that they, they have real artists? One of the companies I still have great respect for and some of my friends have worked for, Trader Joe's. Yeah? They have a sign team at every store. Oh. And their because every single one of their signs is hand drawn and handmade oh, that's fun. by an artist. I so didn't know that. Trader Joe's employs artists in every store. Oh, I thought you were just saying go out and flip signs. No, I'd no, be happy no, to no. Do that. They ma they make all of their own signage. So oh. when you get when you see like you know it's like super O's or whatever uh -huh. that's made by an artist. They have all their they have their drawing boards and they have their sharpies and they make signs. Excellent. You I, should look into that because you're my buddy Amy Cruz did that for years. Right. And um because she did just does great lettering. It's a thing that Ant should do too because he does great little signs and stuff like that. Oh, I love that idea. Trader yeah. Joe's is cool and they're they're around. They're they're everywhere. But that's the whole thing is that every single store has their own sign team far out yeah yeah, I will yeah. that's a in, that that's up. an inside hack because look it up because they i'm sure it's you have you show them all your art look 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 i do yeah, this, I do this. I do this. Do this. Do this. Do my gosh signs. i got letters yeah, yeah. 
Monsters? Monsters? But they but they put like, you know, little things. Just next time you go into a Trader Joe's, check it out. Because a lot of people don't notice that. Ah. Uh, Urban Alchemy. I see those guys walking around. The dudes that pick up needles and stuff oh, in the tenderloin. Oh, yeah. There is, I don't know, it's, it's been like six months, a year, just all of a sudden there's a bazillion of them. And I'm like, huh. you guys get paid because that seems like a job I could do. Sure. Yeah. Here's a pick up stick and pick up things. Yeah. I've been trying to think of, well, I mean, I, I'm worried for that whole automation thing in the future. I thought, oh, you know, I'm a cook. I'll always have a job mm-hmm. because I know how to denature protein through heat, et cetera, et cetera. But May, there's a new, they're trying to open up this new burger place down um, on, in the Soma. And it's a 100% automized burger thing where you go in oh and you God. put $6 into uh-huh. the, you don't have to tip them either. You put $6 into the thing and then it grinds the meat for you. That's a little fun. And then you press a button how you want it cooked and it goes through things. And then like your little buns get toasted or untoasted. Oh and then you, you put like ketchup, mustard, whatever. So it's a customized burger but you press the buttons so is it like and then a, it comes a out coke machine like yes. the ones where they suck them up and drop it's like a but... big long thing oh, wow. and it moves along on a conveyor belt and it wow. cooks and then it puts it all together i've seen that for coffee but it's a it's a six dollar burger and the other thing they were trying to do at that stupid on valencia they closed down um they closed down the thai place and then they turned it into this self bar where there's no bartender there but you put the money in and you buy beer who wants to hang out in a self bar i was like what are you yeah that's the thing this you, makes no you sense go at all. once just to see just, it yeah just to have a, a robot be but, your bartender but you can't that makes no sense yeah i don't understand who are you the supposed world to talk to right exactly world's falling apart it's yeah. scary we got one more election to save it you think what yeah. happens what happens if let's say Let's say Trump is reelected. What do we? Is there mass chaos? Do we? Do we storm the streets? I'd like to think so, but we don't. Like, there's no all over the world. You see all these big, big things with like hundreds of thousand people storming the streets, and we had one for for global warming a couple months ago. I saw a bunch of kids walking around the city, and that was real good. Mm. I don't like to walk around in groups though because I'm afraid of getting shot. I've had that fear, which sucks. Yeah. I haven't had it in a while, but yeah, it's like I'm a white guy, but I'm not around white people all the time. And like, I know some people don't like not white people. And it's just like, this sucks. Well, there was even at like, I, I wouldn't go out for gay pride because I was afraid like in the Civic Center, I was thinking, you know what's going to happen? Some, like, Nazi freak is going to light off some bomb because he hates the gays. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I ain't, I'm not going out. It's too too many people. But the same kind of fear at the um, Las Vegas concert with the mm-hmm. George Strait or whatever, mm-hmm. like, just gunning down the I'm people. I'm pretty sure that was at the Hard Rock, too. In the, it's, it's just crazy that, I don't know, I'm starting to develop, like, a fear of people and large I spaces. It. I hate it. Because I like people and places and things and seeing, talking to folks. And sure. I feel comfortable in other countries doing it, but just not here. At least we, God, for that, there was that week where there were like four in a week. And there was like Gilroy and, oh my and God, yeah. Texas and Ohio. I write the, gar- I know, and it's like the Garlic Festival, it's supposed to be like something super family oriented mm-hmm. and for a, like a six-year-old to I was going to go too. I just happened to not go. I was going to be there that day. That's so crazy. 
But is it? I mean, maybe that's just, it's just symptomatic of what's happening is it's like the United States is just a big old zit and it's just mm-hmm. about to pop yeah. and it's going to be scary and crazy and there's yeah, going to no be matter, stuff everywhere. No matter what happens with the election, either way it goes, like I, there could be violence either way. Whether yeah. He wins or loses. Right. Well, and that whole thing when he even said, he even in, sort of incited civil war on his Twitter saying, yep. I mean, so he's kind of even in telling his freaky deaky supporters like, yeah, if I don't win, it was fixed. Go uh-huh. fight. That's that's the scariest thing. But I mean, then really why the is scariest it, thing is global warming. Why is it? I know. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're going to be super bummed that we didn't collect all that rainwater. Mm. Yeah. When it was raining. And it was torrential downpour and all that fresh water. And oh, we're just yeah, like, was nice. just put it in the streets, whatever. And in five years, we're going to be kicking ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, what did we do with that water? And all the gas and all the everything. And it, if, yeah. yeah, we haven't stopped building cars or using gas. We mm-hmm. just kind of stopped talking about it for a minute. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm not sure one way or the other, but I'm, I'm afraid. You know, they're telling us we got like 10 years to get down to carbon net zero or we're totally screwed and Oof. we're already a little screwed. I'm afraid they're underestimating it. And- Absolutely. Have you seen the polar ice caps melting? Um, they have like a time lapse. A guy did a time lapse photography. Yeah. And uh, it's really, really scary. I got to see glaciers in... My parents took me on a cruise to Alaska when I was 18. So that was a long, long time ago. That was in like 1992 or 93. My parents took me on a cruise to Alaska. And I saw real glaciers. I saw real bald eagles. And I saw real glaciers. And I saw real salmon spawning moving around oh my gosh really oh that's that's so cool there were so many we were on a kayaking trip um off the cruise my dad and i and there were so many salmon that you couldn't not hit them with your paddle Uh uh-huh it was like beating up salmon (laughs) i I felt like a dick i was like excuse me salmon like (laughs) i don't mean to do hurting you like this but yeah it was and i'm glad i got to see that you know because those things aren't going to exist yeah, Soon. I, I have a, a joke <laughs> that I will tell people. Like, I get a drink of water from the faucet, and I'll be like, oh, remember when we used to have running water? <laughs> like, remember when the sky used to be blue? Yeah. Like, I, I worry. Well, oh. L.A. Oof. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I, try to, I don't drive a car, so, you know, one less, one less car. That is good. But I get it. It's, is it a necessary evil? Can we, you know, go back to smaller communities caring about each other and not feeling like you have to move from Half Moon Bay to come up to San Francisco right. to feel the culture. Uh-huh. I had a car friend. Uh, he was all into the muscle cars and stuff. I asked him one time, if you could have a car that ran on water instead of gasoline, would you be into that? He's like, no, it, it wouldn't be the same. I'm like, no, if it was exactly the same, you had the exact pickup, you know, zero to 60, whatever. He's just like, no. I'm like, why... Why are you attached to this this fuel? Right. Why are you attached to these dead dinosaurs? It's just like healthcare. It's like why? Who loves their their health insurance company that you pay money to? Right. It's like you you want the care and the service, but why why would you be attached to that? The other thing I don't understand is, um, I mean, and I'm I'm not a super scientist, but I you know I understand science a little. Science. But so. 
dinosaurs died and all of their carbon like blah, 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 over time became this petroleum stuff mm-hmm. that we're sucking out of the earth and putting into the air but when you suck things out of the earth you have to replace it with something and so oftentimes they replace it with water but that doesn't make sense because they're of different densities and so then when you have these crazy tsunamis or crazy earthquakes why are we not like why is there no conflagration between pulling stuff out of the core of the earth Mm -hmm. and then huge tectonic plate movements which then cause tsunamis and shit like it, it doesn't it seem like that's I didn't know that they replaced fuel with with other stuff. Well, because if you just sucked all the petroleum out mm-hmm. and didn't replace it with anything, just have a big cavern. Yeah, it just wouldn't everything just fall down. But so they replace it with stuff. sludgy water, huh. fracking water, or Ugh, whatever fracking. they do. Like, and so I don't flammable know, science. Water. I just feel like, and then we take the stuff out of the earth and we put it into the sky, and it's like you know, energy can't can't be created nor destroyed so Mm -hmm. now instead of we're so we took the energy from the big dinosaurs and it wasn't destroyed and it turned into this thing and they're like oh look at this energy and then we burn that energy and because it can't be created or destroyed now it lives in our atmosphere Mm -hmm. as whatever it is because it's still there yeah and eventually it comes down i don't know i don't know either that's the thing that's where the science just fails me I'm like, I don't know what's happening. But we got to do something. Yeah, Because I've got a 13-year-old nephew, and I'm not sure he's going to get to live his lifespan. Right. Well, will there be water for them? Will I get really water, angry violence. with them. Violence, yeah. I get angry with people. I saw some people on the BART, and uh, they were ugly people. <laughs> and they had triplets, and they were ugly. And then they had a younger fourth child. My and goodness. I wanted to be like, you get back to Walnut Creek, you fucking rich <laughs> assholes. I'm sorry. Oh, they were rich people. Well, they must have been. They had four children. Yeah. Like, you know, you had three. You lost the lottery. I'm sorry. You're both ugly. You had ugly kids. You had a fourth? What, you still trying? Like, what do you, that kid, that kid's drinking my water in the future. This is true. You Where, should, why, what, what entitlement do you have? Four children? Were the triplets all the same gender? No. Two they, boys and a girl. Oh, and they were okay, all, so they don't even have the excuse of, we wanted to try for a, no. a alternate. Two boys and a girl, all of them ugly. Parents ugly. <laughs> fourth child. Angry. Like, what are you doing? Not yeah. that prettiness is the scale of everything, but... No, but you had the, the family you, you sat for, and they were older and had kids and led to some problems, right? Like, well, that's uh, what... I mean, it, once you're over 36 and you have a baby, the opportunities for Down syndrome go way up. Right. And if you look at a lot of the people in San Francisco, that women are, I can have it all. I can have a job, and, and I can have life, and now I can have kids, too. And it's like, you know... I am 45 and I'm going through menopause. I still could technically have a child because I still have eggs in me. Hmm. Is it a fucking good idea? My body's shutting down. It's like, you know what? You should probably stop. My eggs probably have autism. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, but that's the thing that's happens is suddenly everyone's like, why do all these kids have on the autistic spectrum? And it's like, how old were you when you had them? Mm-hmm. Like, biology is still a thing. We can fight biology, but it's still. Come on. It's curious. Yeah, I don't know what's causing that that spike for the autistic kids, but it's happening. Is it the water? Is it the oil in the air? Is it the air that we breathe? Like, what? There's some... It's not the uh, 
shots. And a lot, no, it's not the yeah, yeah it's immunization. It's not immunization. God, I, those people need to be stopped. Oh, it's. I mean, well, let's bring back polio. Hey, yeah, that sounds yeah. like good. And mumps. A plague. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, but we people need. I mean, is that why the coronavirus exists? Because the Earth is saying people need to die. That's what I'm thinking. Because there's a lot of cooties that have been frozen for centuries or whatnot and all the else ice is melting and letting <gasps> the cooties free you think uh-huh for sure i think i heard that i don't think I. wow but yeah yeah there's there's stuff trapped in there wow whoa Not that's good. really crazy to think about well and it's also crazy to think about that the world is growing uh, population wise is an exponential rate and that's okay, though. We have enough stuff. Yeah, we, we do have, have enough there's stuff. There's enough food and water for everyone. It's just a matter of distribution. Right. And if they could just get that taken care of. Right. Well, uh, we can't solve all the world's problems today. This is a lot of fun, Chris Rocky. Thanks yeah. for being here on Some Call Me Tim. Glad I passed by. Yeah, I'm glad you did, too. I'm going to... Do you have any other last-minute things about God or the universe or anything? Um, God's all right. Bernie's great. Go Bernie, Bernie is great. Yeah. <laughs> Just gotta save us. Yeah. Give everybody that uh, number again for the Uber if Ooh, you're on for Medi-Cal. the Uber. Uh, for if you have Medi-Cal, it is 1-844-856-4389. And they take your information, they get your address, and they come to it and take you to any doctor appointment Monday through Friday. Oh, my gosh. Highly recommended. I'm so stoked. That's yeah. great. No, because I'm, yeah, I can I can use an Uber. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody, go find Chris Rocky and buy some of his art. I'm on the Facebook. He's the on Instagrams, the Instagrams. Yeah. Chris all Rocky, of it. like Chris Rock with an E Y at the end. Awesome. And uh, thanks again for joining us on Some Call Me Tim. Everybody, come to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival March 1st through 7th. 12 hours of programming every day from 10 in the morning till 10 at night. March 1st through 7th. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite or on the cover of our website. It's all there. Hey, and while you're there at the website, just click that donate button and donate to Mutiny Radio. Keep free speech alive in the Mission District of SF and uh, keep comedy flowing here. Come this Friday to the Comedy Clubhouse. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got some comics in from L.A. Stephen Swenson and Rudy something. I can't remember his last name. I'm a jerk. But it's going to be great. Also, Colin Holtz on that show. And, oh, John Gallagher, who I uh, love. Me too. I love John Gallagher. He's such a nice guy. And Jordan couldn't make it because he's trapped in in, uh, Asia. So (laughs) so we're going to have, well, there'll be another guest. Uh, And also a call-in from Billy Joe Gillespie out of Boulder, Colorado, who will be here for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks again, Chris Rocky. Bye.
special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. El Rio began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. MutinyRadio.fm this is the Flat Black Plastic Show, people. We need your help. We're out of money. I was informed today the bank account after the rent is cashed is zero. Pam's putting her own money in, so help us out. We need a funky dollar bill. More than one. Had to pause his 
lonesome It's so weary and it's blue Your mind's in trouble And you don't know what to do Ruination Devastation And baby, it's a strange melody
with all the love that I've ever known. No matter
for Lap Black Plastic is the show you're listening to on Mutiny Radio. We got the uh, Comedy Festival this year coming up, the annual. This may be the last one if you folks don't help us out money-wise. So March 1st through the 7th, first week of March, 76 national comedians get together for 66 live comedy shows, streaming radio, and podcasts. 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday to Saturday here at MutinyRadio.fm plus special live comedy show at the El Rio on Wednesday, March 4th. El Rio's got a beautiful patio and uh, GoFundMe is the way to get us money because like I said, this might be the last comedy festival where all of us really need your help. So we know you're listening. If you hear, if you are in with the sound of my voice, like Wolfman Jack, you will hear me say,
And I 